production. This is the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot's podcast. G'day, guys. Producer Luke Elliot here as well. How about this? I um, A couple of months ago, we were going to visit Brisbane to go to the Paul McCartney concert and everything. My parents were up and my dad said, just log into my Qantas Frequent Flyer. Sort yourself out with some of my points. Book your flights. We were like, oh, don't mind if I do. Yep. Jumped on, booked some flights. I have literally been trying to uh, like log out of his account since then. Isn't working. So I may or may not be capitalising on the opportunity it had. So your version of trying to log out, is that not trying to log out and just No, I did. And then when I said log in again, it just automatically logged back into his. And so I was like, too hard, basket. I'll book another flight. Because you asked me for my Qantas frequent flyer number today. I thought it was for our, because we're going somewhere in a couple of weeks. I thought it was that. And all of a sudden I I had a lounge lounge pass. Yeah, but now I feel bad because it's your dad's. It's not even your lounge pass to give. I did send him a text and said, can I send Elliot a lounge pass? And he said... Yes, but we're Dot. you know we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take a regional flight. I don't like I appreciate it, but I don't. I'm gonna get there five minutes before boarding. You know what I mean? Oh well, that's your loss. I'm gonna get there an oh. hour before boarding and have a couple of complimentary toasties, some coffees, <laughs> help myself to the cold meats as well. Oh. Read a free magazine. Yeah. Go wash my hands with the heated towel rack thing. Right. So Come on. I can do seriously. these things at home, believe it or not. So that's you why. Can't, mate. That's why. It's not the same. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I appreciate it. I think on a long haul flight, I can certainly understand if you're there for yeah. a few hours, it's helpful. I've done Have it from a capital s- city. Like from a capital city, it makes sense because yeah. you've um, got to get to the airport so quickly, uh, so early. Yeah, but yeah. Regionally, uh, I'm also the same. I rock yeah, up 10 minutes before boarding. Yeah. I rock up 20 minutes before. Before boarding, I st- still, firstly, every flight is delayed ever. So no, you just have you had, a, you've had a bad run. You have had you a bad, have run. Had a bad Secondly, run. Secondly, I always want a coffee, and I don't want to pay seventeen dollars for the coffee. So take right. the free lounge pass. That is fair. Get the refillable yeah. coffee. Yeah. Be treated like a king for a few minutes. Yeah. Sometimes even. Mm. And this used to happen because my dad was in the chairman's lounge. They would upgrade your flight if you went into the lounge. Yeah, but, okay, once more, I, if I'm flying, this is just an example, if I'm flying uh, Mackay to the Gold Coast, I couldn't give two shits about an upgrade because I'm in the air for about eight minutes. Yeah, but if you don't pay for it. Nah, I still... I'd... Oh, what do you do? Warm you gotta, towels! You... Warm towels, people! You've got you to hoof down this hot coffee before yeah. you get on in ten yeah. minutes. You burn your mouth yeah. and then, you, then your whole flight's ruined. Yeah. Challenge accepted. Okay. <laughs> I will have the hot coffee, the towelette, yeah. the champagne, oh. regardless of time of day. Because yeah. as we know, flights are lawless. There are no times. Yeah. Abby plays by that rule too. We, um, so we've been on international flights that I'm not kidding. We've gotten there yeah. at four in the morning and I look over and she's having some sort of shandy. I'm like, yeah. She's, yeah, uh, yeah. She's a different beast. Bars are open though. You're yeah. like, it's time. If we're on an international holiday. She, her thing is she'll have a shandy and a, uh, a sushi roll, which for me is not a great combination. <laughs> That is not a good combination. <laughs> yeah. it's, As oh, in wow. white wine and yeah. lemonade. I think it's like her starter holiday because she's a um, uh, Sav Blanc drinker. Yeah, um, she is. But on holiday, she'll have either a champagne or a shandy and then, <laughs> yeah, just hook into a sushi roll at the same time. It really is. It's actually a little bit arousing. Oh, so she, yeah. she was she was vegan vegetarian for a long time. The sushi roll, I imagine, it was one no, without so, fish. Yeah, so she'd have avocado tofu. roll. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, she'd totally oh, yeah. like it too. But now, yeah. now that she she we're going out, we've been out ever since she discovered that aburi salmon we talked about. Yeah, we've oh, had sushi so the last three weekends, <laughs> and we're going again tomorrow. So. <laughs> 
It's on brand for you guys. It, it, it is actually. It's, it's it's like you know when you watch. Well, I don't know this yet. When you watch your kids' first steps or whatever, that yeah. was that's what it was like watching Abby's first taste of that salmon. Can I ask, yeah. are you at the level yet that I am at? Mm. And we could do this as a team. I'm just suggesting I'm good. that you want to learn how to buy your own salmon and nope. cut it yourself. No. Nope. 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 Oh, I, I so badly. I don't I don't eat a lot of salmon to begin with. You would. You would if you no, had this I wouldn't. knife technique. No, nah, cuz even cuz when I go to a sushi place, uh, 9 times out of 10 I'm ordering no salmon. And and let's really think about it. Preparing fish stinks, yep. and whatever leftovers you got, even if it's just the bagging, and a sit yep. in your bin for the next week, stink out your backyard. I much prefer to go to You're a, a sushi truck. Why would you put them in your bin and not the freezer? Because that's where my paddle pops live. There's no room. As if I'm going to put stinky fish in my paddle pops. That's <laughs> I the put paddle seafood pop cove. in the freezer every time. That AB, is the Queensland AB, rule. I don't cook, so I don't have anything in there. If I was to then just randomly change it, I'd have, I think at the moment I've got about 47 paddle pops and I have one bag of fish. If you randomly started changing things, you might actually resemble a human being. What do I resemble at the moment? Well, a, what did you a, say? a child. A paddle pop. Yeah, fat, fat <laughs> shame me, bitch. Fat shame me. Anyway, um, let's look at the show today. Actually, the, the chaser guy we had, I really liked him. Charles Firth. Yeah. He's a legend. Yeah, he's very... Just... I've been a huge fan for so long. I can't put a face to his name, but I do yeah. like the He's chaser. one of the people that, like, was he's the like OGs. Yeah, yeah, I get that, yeah. but I just he I don't did know all which the, one he is. He did the... Pre- Never forget the president one in Sydney. Oh, yeah. Where they the motorcade. The, 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 the Apex Summit or whatever Yeah, it was. and they got into the Apex yeah. Summit Dressed just by pretending to be limo drivers. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was interesting. Well, he, he's doing a war on 2023 show with some other comedians as well, yeah. um, and I imagine it's going to be wholeheartedly offensive, so I'm excited. Oh, and AB, you sat down with the education minister. Yeah. Of offensive. I honestly don't believe what you read, which is wild for me because we are the media, yeah. but that was a... Mm, that anyway, was one of my favourite conversations, that one. I love that the question you asked in the middle. I thought it was really good. <laughs> Oh, what was it? Feel free to enlighten me with your thoughts oh, on it. Oh, I think people should listen to the podcast. Got any notes? Uh, and Jamie said Any major takeaways? Well. Yeah. Anything that, I, that no, you was felt was amiss? Really, it, it was a really good time. The only thing I probably changed about it is that you didn't have any of your laugh in there. <laughs> which, which, you know, your sick laugh is one of the best. So, uh, outside of that, it's a 10 out of 10 interview. Uh, Grace, Grace. First name and a surname exactly the same because we don't know. Uh, yes, Jamie Seymour is great. Too. Jamie Seymour, survival tips for the yeah. wild. Yes, yes. And Anyway, have a great oh, it's a weekend, thank weekend. God. And we will see you next week. AB, maybe back in studio if you're well. If not, yes, stay where you are. Yes, I will be. Well, if, if, you're well. if you're well. If you're not well, you're not coming in. That's the rules. Sorry, mate. Bye. Yeah. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. AB off her deathbed onto her couch. Where are you today? Couch, bedroom? Bit of kitchen yeah, it's action? live from the lounge once again. Wow. Uh, what a time. Hey, lot of great shows on the way to round out the year. None more so than one that's happening in Brisbane on the 1st of December and then in Cairns on the 2nd of December. Your tickets are at theantiexperts.com. It's the War on 2023 Annual Comedy Gala. One of the great voices and part of it joins us now, uh, the man behind the chaser, Mr. Charles Firth. Good afternoon, mates. G'day, Elliot. G'day, AB. Sorry to hear you sick. I'm recovered now, and I'm very excited to be chatting to you. Big All fan. Right. Did, did you did you have COVID? No, actually, COVID's so done. Come on, Charles, you should know <laughs> yeah. that by now. It's Who so gets COVID year. in 2023? <laughs> <laughs> you went just back oh. to the flu now. 
Hey, Charles, looking at this show, uh, I'd love to deeper dive, but am I right to assume that nothing is safe when you wage war on this year? Oh, my goodness. It is so true. And you just get heckled. Like, (laughs) what what happens in these? Because I think people forget how much goes on in a single year. Mm -hmm. So you you go through the year and inevitably you ruffle feathers and people sort of sort of yell out and threaten you and um, you get very scared about halfway through each show. So, <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. I'd love to know, how do you dance around the heavy topics? Because, yeah, while there's a bit of fun and there's essays and the like to laugh at, there's also Palestine. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's what rough. A, what, a, what a terrible like, – there's nothing funny about it. It's just a complete disaster. Like, couldn't they have just, you know – done it in a few months' time after our yeah. tour. It would have been so much easier. We were thinking of actually just having an elephant on stage and just never referring to the elephant. <laughs> <laughs> um, Charles, uh, and by the way, you'll get heckled in Brisbane. You will get pitchforks in Cairns. Looking forward to that. Um, the lineup with you, can you tell us about some of the others joining you? Well, uh, we've got Mark Humphreys back again this year, and he's, uh, I don't know, uh, he's the guy on the 7.30 report who does those funny sketches. The suit guy, yep. Well, so he he got sacked a couple of weeks ago, uh, I think probably um, for saying something a little bit too much. I I, I don't know. I don't have the full story. But (laughs) but the point is, he is now untethered from... uh, the ABC, his sort of the editorial oh, policy wow. of the ABC. That's terrifying. And his stuff we've been rehearsing, and it's like, you can't say that. And it's like, no, no, you can say that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're safe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I think we're going to get him to play Ben Robert Smith because um, he's very tall. <sighs> um, <laughs> Can't possibly see what would go wrong. I mean, it's not like Ben Robert Smith, uh, you know, engages in defamation suits or that. No, no, he doesn't have a history of that at all. <laughs> Charles, Charles, just very quickly, and I, I know we're, we're getting about one and a half percent of what we get on that night, and, and our producers outside are cringing and, and, and are throwing paper in the air. So oh, I, I can't wait for this one, AB. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited as well to see Gabby Bolt. Like, obviously, yeah. you've you've had this product in the chaser for so long it's such a sacred incredible part of australian comedy history it would have been tough letting new people in and let alone to let someone that you discovered on tiktok onto the troop how did that go down i mean this is it's ridiculous right uh, she's by far the most talented person i've ever you know worked with <laughs> including all the old chaser guys and everyone admits it right but the ridiculous thing is that she actually started out as an intern for The Chaser. So literally about two years ago, I saw her on TikTok. She did this funny uh, video, like, song about Murdoch just tearing <laughs> tearing him apart. And so I rang her up and said, what are you doing? And she was going, oh, I'm a teacher. Like, I teach music for a living. <laughs> Wow! Like you are not allowed to do that. You have to be paid full time to create. We'll get you sacked, like we did Mark Humphreys. But the thing is that, like within like six months of employing her, Mm -hmm. 
she was co-hosting our podcast with us because she was just so talented. It's just ridiculous. And you, you, so you sit there in rehearsals and you go, oh, wouldn't it be funny to have a song about, you know, that submarine that sank this year? And she'll just, in rehearsals, come up with a song. She'll go, oh, what about this? You know, and she'll just... To just make one up on the spot. And so you're just going, this is just ridiculous. The, the whole show should just be her. Uh, <laughs> I would suggest the best possible early Christmas present you could get your partner this year is heading along to the war on 2023. Annual Comedy Gala, 1st of December in Brisbane, 2nd of December in Cairns. Tickets again, theantiexperts.com. There will be sketches, musical numbers, the best headlines from across the world, and no doubt nobody will be offended. Charles Firth, <laughs> one of the great brains behind it mate been awesome watching your career and uh, looking forward to this one as well thanks so much for joining us on the rush hour thanks elliot thanks ab it is the season elliot that we are celebrating a lot of different people of us obviously everyone has their like workplace and industry awards Mm. at this time of the year we've got the australian of the year queensland nominees that are going to progress through to the next round but what if there were awards for people that weren't as great the people that were a little bit snarky petty, if you will, because I read this story and it is from over in the States, but I I almost guarantee that we would have people on the equal level of pettiness right here in Queensland, no doubt. Yep. Uh, basically, there was a Colorado building company and they were taken to court for a breach of contract and unfortunately lost. They weren't very happy with the loss of this particular lawsuit in which they were ordered to pay $23,500 on the day that they were required to make payment. The people from the other building company were waiting in their office. They heard like that faint beeping as a forklift reversed into the building and dropped $23,500 in loose change onto the floor. I mean, that's an early contender. If we're to talk Petty Awards of the Year, that's an early contender. It's incredible. They actually got in more legal trouble for doing that in the end. But in that moment, they felt like they had won. On 13353, the Petty Awards of 2023, have you got one? Nominate yourself even, if you wish. I remember a call, and we'll play a little bit of audio from it, a while ago. It was from Claire. She's in Ely Beach. It's one of my favourites. Yeah, very petty. While I was on the holiday in Cairns, I saw a few posters around the street Mm. with pictures of Chewbacca, and it said, Chewbacca voiceover competition win big money. Ring this number and leave your best Chewbacca impersonation. Turns out that was someone getting back at their ex, so their ex is getting all these phone calls of people making Chewbacca voices. I remember this. This remember this story? Just for fun measure, I guess, mm. Claire, can you do a Chewbacca? Yes. Uh, no, 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 I, I could, but that would be silly. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can, can't you? You can, can't you? Me? Yeah, I've do a Chewbacka. Was. Well, why? Why are you saying I'd be able to do one? I don't know. Because I'm big Physically and hairy. You have similarities, I guess. Have you got a Chewbacca in you? Oh mm, no, Claire, I can hear you trying. It sounds like you're in pain. That I remember what that story doing the rounds. That woman ended up in the paper and everything because she had 400, 500 voicemails of blokes just doing Chewbacca's. <laughs> You shouldn't laugh because she changed it's definitely number. harassment. Ah, but it's but funny. It is funny harassment. Yep. One triple yep. three five three. Yep. Like, it, 
I mean, it is. It, these are horrible, but it is mm. funny. Mm. Like, uh, you know, I, I have a cousin who's a surfer, right? And he got cut off on a wave once, and apparently this is what surfers do. Yeah. He like went and blended a bunch of prawns and fish heads, and the next time that he was at the beach and saw this guy's car, he poured that into the guy's oh my god like air convent. I feel there's a lot of people in this world that struggle to let go of things, and I yeah. I'm all for it. So let's take some calls. One triple three five three Queensland's Petty Awards of 2023. Let's go to the Wit Sundays. Rob, tell us yours. How are you guys? Firstly, long time listener, first time caller. Oh, welcome, I Rob. Love it. Yeah. It's always great saying Up that. The Broncos, but hey, uh, uh, yes. get stuff, Rob. Uh, yep. See you later. Oh, I had a friend um, who let me know he was coming to the McDonald's drive-through, um, and this guy had cut him off. It was like a merge into two lane, one lane sort of thing. And he sort of threw his arms up like whatever, done with it. Then the guy up front flipped him the bird while they're in the in the drive-through. And what this guy didn't realise that he had his all his business um, posted over his car. So long before the guy I know went onto the ATO um, website and put his business in for tax fraud. <laughs> um, so he ended up getting audited. Um, yeah, tax t- tax fraud tip off. He got audited, and as we're all taxpayers, he actually got a notification back, basically saying thank you for letting us know. We've saved some of your tax. Um, he's been audited and found that he's been doing tax fraud. So one thing is, you don't flip the bird off. Yeah. Or even- Rob, can I ask you this? Um, my partner, t- I get a bit of road rage, and my partner taught me a good one. Instead of giving the finger back to people, she taught me to give the thumbs down. She says it's more powerful. I like that. Why was the ATO the first thought for your friend? Because if I'm being honest, it sounds like he's potentially done that before. Great conversation. Rob, thanks for joining us on the no. rush out. He's just dropped oh. out. I know. Do you know what it reminds yeah. me of, though? I've got a mate yep. who, if anybody ever cut them off, yep. and she was, she was like very specific about this, they got to be an older car. Mm. You dob them into the smoky car hotline, and basically you'll get a letter from council that's like, hey, you've reported to be like emitting too much gas or whatever. Let's sort it out. Um, and they make you go in for an inspection. You know what? Rob's back. I didn't listen to a word oh, you Rob, said. Rob, okay. welcome back. Where Guys, no, sorry. no, no. We're Thanks. just asking you. It, it's a very specific method of revenge or petty crime from your mate. Had he done that before, potentially? Oh, well, to, to know the knowledge of it, I, yeah. I feel like he's done something of the sort. Tax fraud himself, probably. But it's just a silent. One thing he did do was um, this dude cut him off and he rang up hmm. the uh, transport department and said he'd flicked a cigarette window. That was all going through bushfires. Yes. I actually do report people happened. to that all the time. There's a website for that. Oh, yes, dear. they get sent a fine. They don't have to prove they didn't. They just get sent a fine. Well, so, Rob, for you... Your first time on the rush hour, and actually calling back when you dropped out too. Tell you what we're going to do. We, uh, you may be aware of this. We own a steer. He's gorgeous. He lives in Serena. He has magical manure. We're going to send you a little batch of that because whenever you put that on a Queensland plant, it grows tenfold. It's on the way. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. And Love Rob, the show, on your Rob, Rob as well. See you preseason match. Cowboys v Broncos. Mackay, how good? Oh, I love it. I, I make my way up to the Townsville um, Stadium all the time because I used to live in Brisbane, but now I'm yep. up here and it's 
hard for us to travel, but uh, love me Broncos. Cowboys are the second team, but still heartbroken since 2015. <laughs> yeah, no, it hurts. So. Thanks oh, for bringing it up oh, again. All right, thanks for spending a minute on football unnecessarily. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. Anyone that knows me, AB, knows I'm, I'm the furthest thing from a, a woo-woo person. I don't believe in star signs. I don't believe in Mercury being in its butt. I don't believe in, uh, you know, <laughs> different months being an excuse for your mood. I don't believe in dream stuff. I don't believe in crystal ball stuff, any of that. I think it's all... What you mean to say is you just don't believe because you're a pessimist. Well, no, I just think it's stupid and a waste of money. In, in, in saying that, if something comes to you and it's so direct, then I think you've got to listen. So I've been sitting on this for a bit. I, I had a dream about a week and a half ago, and I can't brush it because I never dream, number one, and, and when I do, it's never realistic. This is the most realistic dream I've ever had in my entire life. Let me tell you a bit of a story first up. Uh, I grew up watching – I love WWF. Uh, my stepdad and I bonded over at WWE, I suppose it is now. We used to go to events. If they were ever in Australia, it was massive. And there was this one guy – uh, his name was Randy Orton, and he was our favourite. He was a bad guy. Surprise, surprise. Um, his whole shtick, I guess, they called him the legend killer. Now, the concept behind it, stay with me, was that this bloke would essentially try and destroy the careers of the best ones ever. You know, the almost retired wrestlers, he'd attack them and yada, yada, yada. I used to love him. thought he was outstanding. In my dream, the legend killer Randy Orton was there. And it was very short and sharp, but he almost walked me down this wrestling ramp, almost as if he was, you know, handing the baton over to me. And and the lights, I'll never forget the lights. The lights come on and there's two people standing in the ring. And it's our mate Gordon Tallis. And Did it's you dream about Gordon Tallis. Our mate Wendell Saylor. So The only thing I can think of is dreams are telling me that with the boxing I've just started doing over the last few months, in year 2024, everyone's doing the resolutions, all that bullshit, no one's going to stick to it. I think I meant to knock both of them out in the right sanctioned way and ruin their careers, reputations and everything to go with it. You would think that it means that, Elliot. That's what it means. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? I am a woo-woo person, as you know. Yes. I was actually gifted a dream book by a friend probably Mm. 10 years ago because I would always have these whack dreams and tell her about them. So she was like, Mm. Jesus, read the book, figure out what it means. Right. And I hate to tell you, but dream interpretations are always like the opposite of what you think literally it would mean. What's the opposite of that? Well, so for instance, if I dreamed that I was going to like run away with Brad Pitt and marry him or whatever, yeah, it really yeah, yeah. meant that like I was barren or something. There was There's always ah. horrible meanings but, to it. So it's going to be the opposite of what you think. Because the opposite to that would be joining them and becoming a Queenslander. And let's be honest, I'd rather I mean, I get w- knocked out. <laughs> I'll take that one. If that's the interpretation no, you want. No, I'm just saying. Clean Marone. 2024, Wendell Saylor talks a lot of trot. He really does. He's a part of the Triple M family. He's always in my messages trying to sledge me. Make it happen, baby. So you're going to try and... You you just desperately want to box someone, don't you? Yeah, and and if I can We've make it two 50-year-olds, absolutely. On their last <laughs> legs. See you, boys. I'm coming for you. <laughs> 
JB, yesterday there was news during the rounds that Queensland schools could be going to four-day learning weeks as of next year, which reads in an absurd manner. Now, whilst I was doing doggy daycare at the vet today, you actually managed to get a sit-down with the Minister for Education, Grace Grace, and got right to the bottom of it. Big announcement. Obviously, a lot of Queenslanders impacted by this. I'm married to a primary school teacher, so it was a lot of discussion in our household yesterday. Yes. And it was a yes. flexible arrangement for schools in Queensland. But immediately, everybody ran with this, thinking that it means that it's a four-day <laughs> week for school students in Queensland. Can you, in layman's terms, Minister, explain exactly what this policy is? Look, let me be perfectly clear. This is not a green light for a four-day week. Far from it. The new procedure is simply ensuring that we get a consistent approach to any schools that are looking at proposals for possibly looking at different ways, the flexibility that they may implement into their schools. The old policy didn't really go into a lot of detail. This procedure now spells it out very clearly that you need to get a approval, you need to go through a rigorous process, there's significant checks and balances and that these changes are not to be taken lightly. We expect schools to operate over five days a week, the times that schools operate. This is not a four-day week, far from it. This is really about what's the process if they want to do something innovative in a school, like start a bit later, have a day where kids do their sport, their training, their vocational education, their industry placement. How do you ensure the safety of everyone? How do you consult with everyone? It's a procedure that's got all the checks and balances. It is definitely not Let me repeat, (laughs) it is definitely not a four-day week. Oh, media sensationalism. I'm sure we weren't responsible for that at all. (laughs) Absolutely. In fact, it is a little bit concerning that from a policy that doesn't even mention that, I mean, we've got some schools, like I mentioned yesterday, um, Tilbar State School in on the Darling Downs since 2008 were, um, operates a school over nine days. It's in a rural area. There are 12 kids in the school. They've been operating since 2008. They have one day off a week because rural families do all their appointments for their children on that day. It's worked very okay. well. They've done it since 2008. They're the kind of things we're talking about. Now, they did that back in 08. You can't just do that anymore under this policy. You have to go through a very rigorous policy if anyone is contemplating anything similar and they must get approval. To interpret this as it's now a four-day week is completely misguided and completely untrue. Well, I'm glad that we've got you on for some clarification. (laughs) I mean, it's no secret that we've got a bit of a teacher shortage situation in Queensland. We're not alone in that either. It seems other states have got us have the same kind of situation post-COVID. Is that the main motivation for these changes? And and if that is the case, what is going to help them in this respect? No, no, definitely not. This is really a procedure where there are some schools that were going out and saying, oh, look, we might look at doing some things a bit different. They were doing it ad hoc. There wasn't an updated position. It's not in legislation. And this is about us sending as a department a very clear uh, message that we need to have a consistent approach here. This isn't just a unilateral thing that a school can do. They must get prior approval. This is what they have to go through. There are currently um, flexible arrangements in place like Fortitude Valley starts later 
and finishes later. It's now that if you are talking about implementing something like this, you have to go through a very fundamental process from the new year. It's not just something that a school can think up and decide they're going to implement. The policy is very clear in that way. The Honourable Grace, Grace, Minister for Education, sat down with AB today. It looks like that four-day school week will not be happening in Queensland schools as of next year anyway. Now, this came and went, and we didn't really put much fanfare into it on this show, mm. but People magazine crowned their sexiest man alive for 2023, and our favourite Pedro Pascal was robbed, and it was given to Patrick Dempsey. And it reminds me, Who's Elliot... Patrick Dempsey? McDreamy from Grey's Anatomy. Well, I don't know. You're selling the story. I've got no idea. Don't you know? I'm, I'm only telling you because most people would know who he is. No idea. That sounds good. Okay. Well, he's an American actor. Right. He plays McDreamy or McSteamy or something in Grey's Anatomy. Okay. He's that good-looking brunette guy. He's a great actor. He's been in a lot of rom-coms and the like. But sure. Yeah. Anyway, it has been about a year, though, since yep. you famously on this show mm. self-appointed yourself yep. to be the judge yep. and officiator yep. of the sexiest men in Queensland for 2022. Uh, yeah. So we are due mm. for 2023. Mm. Who did I have? Not that I've forgotten. Number three was Usman Khawaja. Of course, the Aussie cricketer, Queensland captain, yep. Number two, Bernard Fanning of oh, Powderfinger. Yes, yep. And number one... Yep. Queensland Reds big bopper, Harry Wilson. Oh, yes, yep. Uh, well, yeah, there's been some changes. Um, actually, Dramatic? Co- well, yeah, Quadrant and Fanning are both in the bin. See you, boys. Too old. Out you get. Um, I brought in some fresh blood and a, and a little bit of an old goat in there as well, if I may. Okay. Um, so, and, and I hate to do this because he's a friend of the show. He's a lovely fella. You know, he's played for the Wallabies. Should still be in that Wallabies team. Uh, in the Agreed. Reds, Harry Wilson, I've actually had to bump him to third. Oh, he's still so, on the list. Yeah, he's still on the list, but he'll be unhappy he doesn't have gold. But there's been some big movers and shakers in number two, and I can say this now because he was always a child. Now he's a grown-ass man with abs, Robert Irwin. I mean, that's, oh, correct. that's a hot hunk of a something. When I did know. that happen? You know what I mean? He's like hosting TV shows and stuff. He's yeah. it, and he, he deserves to be it. He did set his biceps of biceps at the moment. And he's a photographer. I could oh, be too long. It's he loves wildlife and nature and everything. Um, number one, back in the public eye, where he deserves, and we're starting to get to know him a little bit more as he gets older. Free agent at the end of 2024. I've gone Wayne Bennett, uh, the coach of the Dolphins. I just think... You're more- sucking up to him. You want him back at the Knights. <laughs> Definitely not. He ruined the Knights. No, no I um, I have Wayne Bennett at number one because he looks like Clint Eastwood. He's starting to show his personality again. He looks like he's having fun with life again. And with having fun and with showing your smile, you always look a little bit sexier. So he just missed out last year. He's got the top gong in 2023. So to recap, that would be one Wayne Bennett, two Robert Irwin, three Harry Wilson. Just missing the list, Callum Pong. I mean... Yeah. I'm sure Wade will be chuffed. Yeah, if you could, uh, he uses social media all the time. So if you could pop this up somewhere, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll tag him. Yeah, I'm Can't sure. He, I'm sure he'll, he'll retweet comment it. A love heart emoji or, or something <laughs> of the like. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. This is Animal Fiction with Jamie Seymour. Our expert in all things marine life, hailing out of James Cook University, Professor Jamie Seymour. Professor, uh, it wasn't that long ago there was a story off Cairns, or way off Cairns, where uh, a ship had been sunk by God knows what animals. Am I right that there's another one that's doing the rounds about killer whales at the moment? 
Absolutely. This this is a beauty. So this is overseas, and there was a ship that got or a sailing boat that got sunk this week by a pod of killer whales. Right. And so what's happened is the killer whales come up and they've run into the rudder and broken the rudder off the boat and then bashed into the side of the boat and put holes in it and eventually the boat's actually sunk. And which oh which gosh. I think which I think is just cool to start with. <laughs> The general consensus. You and I have different definitions of what's going on. No, no, no. This is great. This is great. Because it's now occurred like a lot of times over there with this one particular pot of killer whales. And the general consensus is the leader of this is a female, and she's had a bad experience with boats in the past. So that, you know, something's happened. She's either, you know, a boat's running into her or someone stirred her up, something of that nature. And so now she has a hatred of boats, and she's teaching the other whales in the pod. Oh, my God. Yeah. So just, like, that I think is really cool, but now you just take it to the next extreme and go, okay, so we had Free Willy and Free Willy 1 and Free Willy 2 with movies, and now we can have... Free Willy Five when whales go bad. Oh, I can just see Willy bites back. Movie. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, yeah. pot of killer whales come through and just start sinking boats and then eating people. <laughs> it's going to be up there with Sharknado. It's going to be a great film. Yeah. I mean, Jamie. Speaking of movies, surely this already has the script written. Aussie farmer says he's lucky to be alive after he repelled a crocodile attack by biting him back. <laughs> Apparently, this guy in the Northern Territory, a farmer, had was getting attacked by a salty, and he told the ABC that he bit the crocodile's eyelid in his struggle to survive. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain there's going to be alcohol involved in this. Yeah. <laughs> because it's the Northern Territory, or no? Because right. it's somebody biting a crocodile. Yeah. Okay. Fair. What, who in their right mind is going to yeah. bite a crocodile? Look, I it, mean, it, you don't it, have any it, options in the moment. I feel exactly. I mean, if you're going to take a, a take to a crocodile in the fence, probably the best place is its eyeballs because it's the only thing that's not protected. So, you know, you either stick your thumbs in its eyeball or you bite its eyelids of something of that nature. But, you know, it's, oh boy. <laughs> the peace of mind at the time of being attacked by a crocodile goes, you know, I'm being eaten alive here. What do I do? I'll bite his eyelid. While we're on this, Professor Seymour, when, when you look at, uh, we'll probably discount orcas because you would hope no one in Queensland waters is getting attacked by them. Let, let's look at the three biggest. Cli- climate change has gone real south. Yeah. If, uh, <laughs> if we're worried about orcas in Queensland. The, the couple of scariest animals we I have in the water is let's say a tiger shark and a, and a saltwater crocodile. Is is the if for whatever reason you are one on one this Christmas holidays, God forbid, with one of these beasts, is the finger and the eyelid the best for both, or you you, you shove something inside a shark's gill or eyeballs is the place to go. Yeah, they're the the most um, unprotected and they got more of the nerves and things of that nature. So yeah, yeah, it, I think that goes for anything to be to be honest. If anything was attacking you and you had no other option, I think I'd be sticking my fingers in its eyeballs. Right. So, so next yes. time AB's took and rot off air just a quick, uh, quick quick left index finger into the eyeball to shut her up okay I'm not going there that was, was a question yeah. like drop bears yeah know, if drop well, bear, then yeah. the eyeball hoop yeah. snakes yeah. I was going to say unfortunately your beloved Irukandji and all of the jellyfish family they don't necessarily have eyeballs well, see, don't go there because it's wrong. They've got 24. Oh, see, this is what? why you, you never try and throw yeah. science out How to the man. How do they bite there. you? They're like one millimetre long if they're all eyeball. No, no, no. They've got six sets of four eyes. Wait, jellyfish don't all... bite, do they? No, no, they sting. Yeah, but, you know, let's not go there. Right. But, they, you know, they've got four sets of six eyes and they all look inwards. So they look through themselves, but they yeah. have 360 degree vision. Okay. So they can see and they don't even have a brain to focus on. Honestly. Correct. All right. I, no wonder you do your line of work. <laughs> 
Uh, look, I, but I can think of lots of people that are in industry that don't have any brains and get paid and stuff. <laughs> A.B. Yeah. and Elliot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Professor Seymour, look, we never have enough time with you and we always learn a lot and I think you get a little bit dumber each time. We appreciate your time. Out of James Cook University, the expert in all things marine live, Professor Jamie Seymour. Have a great weekend, brother. We'll talk to you soon. No worries. You too, guys. Bye. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with A.B. and Elliot.